Hello and welcome to the Virtual Midwife Podcast with me, the Virtual Midwife Karen Wilmot, founder of the Due Date Club and Charlene Yarrod-West of the Relax Into Birth Hypnobirthing app. This is a conversational style podcast where we get together over a steaming cup of coffee and chat about pregnancy and birth related topics. So last week we chatted a little bit about the vagus nerve and just talked about how it's really responsible for regulating all of our organ functions, how it's the longest nerve in the body. Yes. There's some amazing metaphors for the for the vagus nerve actually. Some people call it the superhighway of the body. It's a Latin word. That's right, it is. What's that word again? Uh, it means wanderer. That's it, because it mm. does. It literally wanders all over the body. Yeah, and reaches the vital organs. Yeah. Or a symphony conductor directing how fast or slow, loud or quiet our nervous system will be at any given time. That's very cool. And it's also a little bit of an air traffic control system. Yes. Monitoring a multitude of moving parts to make sure all of those little physiological aeroplanes fly safely and efficiently to their destination in labor and birth. We want to make sure that the one plane, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm in some of those groups and and whenever they have their baby, they say the pink jet has landed (laughs) or the blue jet has landed. So we want to make sure that jet is landing and that air traffic control system is working. Did you see there was a little video shared? I I wonder if I can find the link to share, but it was a gender reveal. And instead of, you know, balloons, they had a jet fly over them, the mom and the dad. No way. In like silver, she would have like the silver dress on and this jet flew over with the blue, blue smoke that came over them. Must have cost a freaking bomb. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> say it. <laughs> now our readers are going to be left hanging. Our listeners. <laughs> so um, we yes. want to talk about vagal tone again. Yes. Do you want to chat a bit about that and about how to stimulate and and work with the vagus nerve? So as we said last week, you have to pay special attention to the tone of the vagus nerve. So tone in the sense represents the internal biological process that represents the activity of the vagal nerve. So as we said, the vagus nerve can stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system response and having a higher or increased vagal tone means that you can relax faster if you're feeling panicked or worried or in survival mode. And the more you can increase it, the more you can have a physical and emotional health and well-being. And that's, so in that's other backed words, up by research, actually. So in other words, knowing how to use it effectively allows you to easily go into a more relaxed state. Yeah, reducing your heart rate, your blood pressure, and stimulating all the good things that happen when we relax. Helping your body turn on the vagus nerve to just improve the function. So a couple of little tricks that we can um, do, and the easiest one, and I think people don't realize, you know, there's so much emphasis on deep diaphragmatic breathing. And I know that recently it's become very famous. Yes. With Mr. Wim Hof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, he didn't introduce that. It's been around yeah. forever. And we've been talking about it forever. In fact, I was doing a little bit of research yesterday on Lamar's classes. 
and um, how far back that goes. Yes. Even back to Grantly Degreed, actually. Wow. About breathing. And I think because it's so simple, we tend to think that how could it be so powerful? Because it's so simple. So we don't maybe put enough emphasis on it or we don't practice it enough. But the reality is that, I mean, we know it's our lifeline, it's our mm. life force, and knowing how to use it correctly can be a game changer. And all that Mr. Wim Hof is doing is stimulating the vagus nerve. Exactly. He's using breath work. Cold water. And cold water and ice, the cold water therapy. And the horse dance. Horse dance? <laughs> I'm going to have to Google that, Karen. <laughs> I think many of you will have to Google that. Horse dance. Yeah, it does this horse dance thing. But anyway, oh, yeah. okay. we're not going to teach that no, in our birth no, preparation no. class. Leave that to Google. Okay. But yeah, and I think when it comes to breathing, you know, we do, both of us, we teach a lot of different breathing techniques. Yes. But at the essence of it is deep diaphragmatic breathing. And that particularly is important when you're pregnant because by second trimester, trimester, your diaphragm is already being pushed out of the way by your growing baby. All the organs are coming up and it is more difficult. You, you know it. If you're already in your second trimester, you're feeling breathless. It's difficult to walk upstairs. And just by doing deep diaphragmatic breathing, you are toning and stimulating both the diaphragm but also the vagus nerve. Yes. So that, your belly breathing... Alternate nostril breathing. Alternate nostril breathing is a beautiful one to calm uh, the nervous system yes. and essentially the vagus nerve. And what you're doing is slowing down your rate of breathing. So usually we take about 10 to 14 breaths per minute. But we want to slow it down to about 6 breaths per minute. Yeah. And you can work up to that. Yes. You know, you can Not go... overnight. Exactly. Yeah. So slow it down. And... and I know that there's sometimes controversy about using counted breathing in labor. Um, Why? Why can't you use it? Because it's going into your thinking brain. Right. I'm counting now, so I am... But when you count, sometimes it's so automatic. You can it, count in your sleep. You can. But and also, you, I hear what you're saying. Well, I think that for me, because I do teach counted breathing, mm. but I think if you teach it in pregnancy, then it does become automatic. Yes. That makes sense. So it's when you haven't done anything in pregnancy and now I've got you in labor and I'm counting, I'm bringing you out of that mm. state. But in pregnancy, I'm definitely teaching yeah. counter breathing because I want to, especially if we're working up to it, to say maybe start off with an inhale of three and an exhale of three or an exhale of four. If you, because um, elongating the exhale also stimulates the, and turns the vagus nerve. Yes. So, you know, maybe doing in three, out four, or in four, out six, but work it up. But when you do that every single day, I don't need to think about it anymore. Yes. Because it becomes automatic. It becomes automatic and that's what you want in labor. Yes. And that goes with all your breathing techniques as well. When I'm in labor, I don't want to be thinking, am I doing circular breathing, J breathing, yeah. whatever. I'm just breathing, but I know I'm breathing correctly because I've done it so much in pregnancy. Yes. That's where your practice comes in. Yeah. Exactly. And why it's so important. Great. So yeah. that's the first one, is breathing. Yeah. Then there's also singing, humming, chanting, and even gargling. Oh. 
<laughs> so the vagus nerve is connected to your vocal cords and muscles of the throat and cervix. Yeah. What happens in the throat happens in the... These activate the vagal nerve. Yeah. Exactly. What is that saying also I saw on Instagram? Floppy face, floppy fanny. That same one. Same one. <laughs> that same one. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> so that's why you can hum through your surgeons. Yeah, and you know what? In you order to sound. hum, you have to breathe properly. Yes. I can't hum if I haven't taken a breath. No. So a lovely, deep, slow belly breath in, into your belly, into the mm. lowest part of your belly. And you can hum, or you can um, mm. or you can say anything. doesn't have to be any religious slant, to be honest. No. It can be any, any sound, any anything. Word. Yeah open yeah and humming with a closed mouth or a soft relaxed open mouth mm -hmm. so if it's a uh with your mouth open that would also be good with a low tone yes. so more of an ah than ah because exactly. that's a tight throat tight throat yes that will trigger your sympathetic nervous system exactly exactly so the sounds that you made when you made the baby same 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 <laughs> Always comes back to sex, Charlene. Always, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't help myself. <laughs> and the other thing, uh, seeing as we're there with humming and gargling and whatever, yes. is sucking. Oh, mm. I didn't know this one. Mm. Tell me. So just anything to do with the mouth because I'm stimulating the mouth. So you know how in labor, I know, I've just heard thunder. Bizarre. A stormy day in Cape Town. Um, yeah. We always encourage our moms to put some straws into the labour bag, purely because sometimes yes. it's just easier. Straws. But actually, having being able to suck is also another way of. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sucking. I've been doing a lot of research about sucking lately. What about sucking face? <laughs> <laughs> Kissing your partner. Well, that too. That would be the same thing because it's just the endorphins. I'm just joking. But I am talking specifically now about sucking a straw or even one of those <laughs> drinking bottles where you yeah. are sucking. Yes. Okay. Wow, so I didn't know that. There you That's go. That's a really good one. Yeah. Well, so I'll tell you another. Anything that stimulates the voice, the mouth. Oropharynx because it's the whole. Oropharynx. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's why gargling because around the yes. around the vocal cords. Amazing. Mm. Mm. But here's another funny one yes. um, that I think is hilarious, is safely rubbing the inside of your ear. Wow. Mm. So it just you just stick your finger... Into that little bowl-shaped part, the, not yeah. like right into the canal, but yeah. like just into the bowl shape there. And apparently just rubbing that will... On yeah, both yeah. ears or just the one? I'm sure Probably both. just the one. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it has to be bilateral. Calming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you often see people sticking their finger in their ear when they're thinking. Maybe that's what they're yes. doing. It's just like bringing themselves down. I mean, I probably wouldn't use that one a lot, but it did come up when I, was, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, another one that I love and that I think that it, that just speaks to some of the positions and poses that we do in prenatal yoga mm -hmm. is your twists or anything that compresses oh. and decompresses the abdominal organs. So in 
in yoga, we do quite a lot of twisty motions. In prenatal, we're mindful of not going into too deep a twist, but we still do quite a lot of twisting. Yes. And that whole process of moving, rocking, shifting, changing the weight, rounding, compressing, also does the same thing. Exercise. And that's why you feel so good after a yoga class. Yes. Because you've stimulated your vagus nerve, whether you know it or not. And you do offer online yoga classes. I do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> in the, so in the due date club. Check, check that out on the due date club. <laughs> yeah, we've got four classes a week at the moment in the due date club. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah. Come and join us and do yeah. some prenatal yoga. And, you know, breathe, well, yoga and breathing just go together like bread they and do. butter. They do. Peas so and carrots. Movement. <laughs> so movement. Um, breathing. And com I like what you said about compressing the abdominal mm. organs. Mm. The viscera, as they say. It stimulates the vagus nerve response. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that net that you talked about? Yes. That it goes through, it's literally going through there. Sure. Uh, there's another one that we often do in labor, um, especially in, in water birth, or, or when we're doing a home birth and a water birth, mm -hmm. is applying cold compresses to the forehead and the back of the neck and whatever. And the chest. And the chest. Um, I must say, just personally, it's something that really helps me to fall asleep at night. A little cold compress. Yeah, I put a cold ice pack into a pillowcase. Yeah, and I put it on my chest, and I don't lie there for hours like I used to. Really? It it works like a bomb. Oh wow! It works so. And well. then you wake up with a soggy patch. No, <laughs> no, because it's those picnic. <laughs> oh right, okay, okay. That are plastic, and so you it just, doesn't melt. It's refreezable. Yeah, it doesn't melt. But you wake up with it in your bed. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> there in between. <laughs> The people in the bed there. The people meaning my son and my, my husband. <laughs> yeah, sure. People. <laughs> yeah, but it it really works well. And I it is stimulating my vagus nerve. Because sometimes I do have a little anxiety going to bed. Okay. There so you a little bit of feel that calms you down. I'm in my head. Yeah. And it actually just brings me down. Mm. Calms me down. And the other day I I I arrived at at hospital for a birth and it was like four in the morning. And I don't know why I put that ice pack into my bag, mm. into my handbag, in the actual um the pillowcase. And the mom, when she got out of the bath, had her baby now, got out of the bath, she started to just like shake and get anxious. And I just grabbed that ice pack and put it on her chest because it was still, it wasn't melted yet. And she calmed down right away. Really? Yeah. So it's really interesting. It is interesting. And just a little um, side note about that shakiness after birth. Mm. And I know you've seen it a lot and yeah. I see it a lot. But just for the, the listeners is that sometimes after the baby is born, there's been such a flood of oxytocin and all those hormones. But there's also a little bit of a release of adrenaline, which makes you mm. shake almost uncontrollably. Yes. And it can be a little bit scary. Um, and... But it's, it's normal. It's, it's totally normal, yeah. yeah. And so something like that, either putting the cold pack on is a lovely yeah, way wow. of doing that, or breathing. 
Yes. Or if she is actually cold, because sometimes it is also a little bit related to drop in temperature when you get out of the birth bath, yes. birth pool, is, um, you know, a nice warm blanket or a warm yes. shower or whatever. But the breathing, actually all the things that we would do, like the cold yes. pack and whatever, is what exactly what we need to do, because we need to switch it off. It's yeah. been over, it's now overstimulated and yes. you've got that. So you don't have to take an ice bath. No, no, just one little thing. I mean, that's what... Earl that Vim guy, does. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Promotes. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not we're not doing cold water swimming after babies, but what? <laughs> oh no. no. Mm. Um any other things we want to chat about just with that? I think Yeah, meditation and visualization. Yes, very, very yeah. yeah. So research shows that going into that space with your hypnobirthing audio tracks or even meditation increases your vagal tone and your positive feelings and promotes good feelings and well-being and reduces your fight flight and freeze response of your sympathetic nervous system. Yeah, so um so consciously going into that space, a consciously relaxing mentally impacts your body. So like mind a and body working together. Yeah. Your body is a robot following instructions. instructions from the mind. Whatever happens in the body happens first in the mind. Yes. It's an important thing to remember when it comes to what's happening in your birth. You know, it's like if you hear, uh, you're, you're in bed at night and you hear a loud noise, Yes. you immediately detect risk and that is your vagus nerve being switched on, it's having a, a response. Wow. Um, if you get up and then you see, oh, actually, it was just like a glass that, was knocked over or something, then you're able to calm yourself down. But knocked over by what, Karen? what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's all the vagal, really. Um, yeah, your heart starts beating faster, your palms are sweating, your mind's racing. Yes. There's, there's a whole fat flat response thing going on. And that's when you reach for the ice pack. You in the ice pack. <laughs> ice pack in the freezer. Because we don't want to go into shutdown. I think that's the most no. important thing. And it is possible to move back up that whole polyvagal ladder as such. Let's talk about freeze. I mean... Talk about you, what? When you flight... It's either flight, flight, fight, flight, fight, 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 freeze. freeze. Yeah. I mean, what is happening there with the vagal... With it the means vagal. you've gone right down into that sympathetic dorsal state. And um, we want to move back up that sort of ladder instead of down. Another one was massage. Mm. So that's also... Touch. Touch, yeah. Yeah. And Increases I, that fear response. Yeah, loving touch. Yes. And, and positive social interactions. And I think if we think about the social interactions that are sometimes... that we could be exposed to in a hospital environment... We mentioned this in the last episode, you know, when you go in to admission, like admission, see women coming in and labor every day, several times a day, they're not excited. They're like, want to go home. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, this is your first baby. You've been waiting for this moment for nine months. 
She just wants to fill out that form. Yes. And as you say, get your medical history, your ID number, your passport number. Yeah. It's just like, whatever. Yes. It's not necessarily a positive social interaction. No. You know, especially if she's had a terrible day. Hopefully your partner can fill out those forms. And yeah, we spoke your, about that. Your hypnobirthing tracks in your ears or music. Yeah, absolutely. You don't yeah. want to be involved in and any really of be that. Protected in your little bubble. But I think it comes to anybody in the birthing space. Yeah. You know, you, whatever interaction you have, you want it to be positive. Yes. Comfortable. Not fear-inducing. Yeah. So all conversations need to be around you. Yes. What is happening with you? How you're feeling? And that comes from a place of being really present with the mother. Mm. And respectful. Yes. I think is another whole like conversation, but nevertheless. And laughter. Laughter's great. And I think in early labor, laughter is, it's easy to, to use a lot of laughter in early labor. And a lot of laughter in early labor allows you to go into that limbic brain space as well because you're so relaxed. But it's not something that I see much once you're in active labor. No. <laughs> you lose your sense of humor just a little bit. Unless, unless the, um, you've, it's been a long labor. Not that the mom's laughing, but maybe the birth workers are a little delirious. Oh, that would be you. Yeah. That happens sometimes. Yes. And I feel terrible when that happens. But I think it lightens the mood sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, but and I don't laugh inappropriately. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> I must say, I had one couple, and the husband was a real joke, and he was very, very funny. Yes. But it did get to a point where his jokes just weren't that funny anymore, yes. or they were inappropriate. Yeah. And the look on his face was absolutely priceless because he was like, "Why is nobody laughing anymore?" Because <laughs> I was just like giving him these looks as if to say, "Enough already." Yeah. Okay. There does now come a point. Let's where shift. It's like there's this really special, um, yeah. It's a moment. Yeah, there's a, a moment where it's just moment. not appropriate anymore. Yeah. So even that's not appropriate. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's just not. Yes. It's not going to help. No. Anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Another two Ooh, that are on the list. Go go go. Are probiotics. Okay. Yes, and also. And omega three fatty acids. And then the omega-3... bowl of kombucha. <laughs> Sauerkraut. Uh, yeah, what, a little glass of A glass kombucha. of kombucha. And what's the other one? The, the little bowl of oh. sauerkraut. Yeah, but there's another name for sauerkraut. Kimchi. Kimchi. So kimchi <laughs> and kombucha. That's where we go. We are so deep south. <laughs> other side of the lentil curtain. Yes. I have that stuff in my fridge. Kimchi. Maybe not kombucha. Actually, I love kombucha. Stuff. Yeah, it is nice. I just hate that Lemon and thing. That the scoby. The scoby, yeah. Yeah. You must never kill scoby. You must feed it. Mm. Yes, that's on another note. But then the omega-3 fatty acids. These are essential fats that the body cannot produce itself. Mm-hmm. And they're important for electrical functioning of your brain and nervous system and your brain and mental health. And that shows that it also helps to increase vagal tone. Indeed, indeed. And um, I think I just want to talk a little bit about the food that you would need to eat in order to get your omega-3s. Please do. 
are yes. really important for that. And the things that you're going to get it from are fish and seafood, especially your cold water fatty fish like salmon, tuna, herring and sardines, and your nuts and seeds like flax seeds, chia seeds and walnuts, and your plant oils like flaxseed and canola oil. So those are all good sources of your omega-3s and DHA. And safe for pregnancy? All safe for pregnancy. I mean, you know, the whole thing, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, which fish are safe to Mercury. eat in pregnancy. Yeah. But it, it really is a myth that fish and seafood should be avoided during pregnancy. It's all about the levels of mercury. Yes. So any fish with it's got low levels of mercury is safe. And it's really actually important that you don't eliminate fish. I mean, obviously, if you don't eat yes. fish, but that they have got essential nutrients in that are important for pregnancy. So you kind of want to eat at least two to three servings, which is 60, you know, a serving is between 60 and 90 grams of fish yes. per week. And just be nice and adventurous and lots of variety, making sure that it's cooked properly. With your probiotics on the side. With your probiotics on the side. (laughs) (laughs) And the book that I highly, highly, highly recommend when it comes to nutrition and pregnancy is Lily Nichols' Real Food for Pregnancy. Hmm, That sounds like a good one. It is an excellent one. Yeah. Cool. You should share a link for that. I shall share that in the show notes. And also I did a review of that, what was our book club book in the due date club. Yeah, on January. So obviously all that information is there. But I also refer to it um, regularly. It's kind of like my go-to book for the due date club, Mm. basically. And I'd like to close with sharing a little exercise that someone can use to stimulate their vagus nerve okay so just get a little bit of oil on your fingers Mm -hmm. and then start at the base of the neck on the clavicle okay and move your fingers up your neck and so that two fingers are in front of your ears and two fingers are behind your ears Got it. And you slide your hands up and down from from where your hands cannot go further past your ears because now it's in the crook between your middle finger and your ring finger. Yes. And I'm kind of like cupping my chin. Exactly. Okay. And you're moving up and down on that neck area. And, and the pressure? The pressure is like... How would we explain the pressure? How would you? Gentle pressure. Gentle pressure. Not pushing hard. No. Not kneading bread. Little oh, there less. we go. There you go. Little less. And if you've that. got like nice oils on, then it's just yes. gently sliding up and down. And you do that for a few minutes with your deep belly breathing. That should reset you and put you into your vagus nerve response, parasympathetic nervous system response. And going into a beautiful state of relaxation. Yes, very simple. Well, I'm so relaxed now. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll see you next week. Thank you, Karen. That was great. Have a fantastic day. You too. Cheerio. Well, that's a wrap from Charlene and I. If you love what you hear and you want more, then make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 
And of course, I would love to see you in the Due Date Club if you are pregnant right now. The Due Date Club is the first of its kind, fully inclusive online community. It's a safe and private space for pregnant women where I offer live and interactive learning opportunities. The Due Date Club is a living, breathing online community where you can meet other women who are due in the same month as you. It's also the place where I bring together a host of medical and allied professionals and connect you with recommended products and services to ensure that you stay healthy throughout your pregnancy. Being part of the Due Date Club means that you can enjoy regular online prenatal yoga classes and start your birth preparation journey immediately the moment you join with any one of my Midwife Guide series masterclasses, including hypnobirthing. The best part of the Due Date Club is that you can join the moment you see that little blue line and benefit every week until your baby is born. We have a free trial period, so come on in, have a look around, and I'll see you there. <music>